You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Another good show for you today. And talk a little bit more about the story that I gave you yesterday in regards to the Serene and Brandon breakup. We're going to talk about Vanderpump Rules. Part three last night, the revelation is now out there. I'll give you my thoughts on that and what went down during the reunion show. Caitlin calls out a bully. Absolutely love that. I've got an update on my sandals that were stolen at Mandalay Bay. And we'll talk about a little bit more going on in Bachelor Nation, hopefully. We'll get to all that momentarily. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And it's your last chance to get more fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this limited-time bundle ends June 30th. Save now at cedarpoint.com. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than a life policy. It's about the promise and the responsibility that comes with being a new parent, being there day and night, and building a plan for tomorrow, today. For the ones you'll always look out for, trust Amica Life Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. When it comes to teaching kids and teens about money, practice makes perfect. That's where Greenlight comes in. With a debit card and money app of their own, kids learn to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest. Parents send instant money transfers, create custom chores, and automate allowance, while kids track their spending, set savings goals, and practice money skills they can use today and for life. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com podcast. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. This podcast is brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals. Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. Go to greenchef.com slash realitysteve60 and use code realitysteve60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash realitysteve60 and use code realitysteve60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. All right, so let's get going. Uh, I do want to talk about yesterday's story in regards to Serene and Brandon breaking up and the video uh, that I posted on my Twitter and in my column yesterday about his him being with another woman at a club in Austin called Superstition on May 5th. Here's one thing that, here's one mistake that I made yesterday. No, nothing I reported was wrong. My mistake was thinking people would, I don't know, 
automatically assume that I didn't do any due diligence whatsoever and that I would report something without vetting it out. After everything that I've been through in the past, I think there's just a subset of people who have this notion that all I care about is taking down contestants from the show. And that couldn't be further from the truth. So I want to say this as clear and concise as I can because maybe I wasn't as clear yesterday as I should have been, and and that's on me. When I said yesterday on my podcast and in the column, when I say, you know, to know now that Brandon was seen in this video with another woman on May 5th and three days later on May 8th, they released a joint statement announcing a breakup. I don't think it's hard to figure out what happened here. That wasn't me speculating. That wasn't me guessing. Take out your recorders. Take out your pens. Take out your pencils. Take out your crayons. Whatever you need to do to get this message across. Brandon and Serene on May 5th were absolutely 100% a couple. They were not broken up. They were not on the outs. Brandon was seen with another woman on May 5th as an engaged man to Serene Russell. On Monday, May 8th, three days after that happened, they released a statement they were broken up. So I just want to make that very clear because I got three or four emails yesterday and some responses to what I posted on Twitter, which was the video saying, well, don't you think the timeline could have been they were already broken up? And I guess, like I said, I guess I didn't make that clear. They were not broken up. Ask around. Quit making your own assumptions. Do you not think, after what I've been through in the past and how I've handled myself in the past two years regarding any negative story in this franchise, do you not think, do you honestly think I ran a story yesterday and just assumed, well, he was with this woman in the club, and uh, you know, I, 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 you know, I guessed. No, that's not the way it works. I spoke to sources. It is absolutely confirmed. They were together before that weekend happened, and by the end of the weekend, they were no longer together. And Serene hasn't posted since the breakup statement. So, I wanted to make that perfectly clear. Yesterday, I guess I wasn't as clear. Now, there's this thing going right now, and I just kind of mentioned it, where I understand that reporting I've done in the past has absolutely been shoddy at times. But I think I've done a better job of cleaning that up. I think I've really looked out for a lot of people, whether it was in this franchise or not. I mean, I, I you know, I, I'm not going to, I don't want to, I almost feel like I have to do this because people just seem to have short-term memory when it comes to the interviews that I've done and the things that I've gotten out there that nobody, nobody else has covered. Who else put Jenny Alexandra from Joe Millionaire on their podcast and had her talking about one of the biggest sex trafficking trials that we've ever seen in this country? Remember when I had Meredith Phillips on, our bachelorette from early on, season two, who was sexually assaulted on the set? She had never told that story to anybody else. Taylor Hale, last year's Big Brother 24 winner, came on my podcast and said for the first time to anybody sharing her sexual assault story publicly for the first time. 
I gave Kelsey and Beth last summer a voice in their dealings with bachelor men. Kelsey dealing with Nate saying, I dated him for a year and a half. He never even told me he had a daughter. Beth, the one who dealt with Aaron Clancy and all of his bullshit. Nicole Kahn, Jessica Clark, the two women. Nicole Kahn, the creator of Coming Out for Love that's airing right now on comingoutforlove.com and the host of that show. Also going to have, hopefully, Michelle Lundy on coming up to talk about her story. This notion that all I do and all I care about is taking contestants down and ruining their lives. Again, I say this all the time. If you don't like me, that's fine. If you just don't like my podcast, you don't like my website, that's fine. I can deal with that. Nobody in this world is universally liked. But when you sit there and you say things that are factually incorrect, which is Reality Steve only cares about ruining people's lives, you're just doing that to fit your narrative. And if you bring up the Jenna story, which happened, one, five years ago, two, everything about that Jenna story I apologized privately. I apologized publicly. I gave put her on the podcast for 90 minutes so we could go over every single thing. And then I took every single thing about that story down. So to sit here and say, I have no remorse, I don't care, and all I do is just absolutely obliterate contestants, you're wrong. It's factually incorrect. And I just gave you numerous examples. Craig Robinson, remember him from Alley Season? How about letting him tell his story about how he literally tried to hang himself when he was at his lowest point? Now he's been in and out of rehab, he's gotten married, and now he's got a little daughter. Like I said, I don't want to sit here and pat myself on the back, but when people come at me and say all I care about is bringing people down, you're wrong. You're factually incorrect. That is not the case. I've had plenty of people on my podcast that have told great, great stories and have never told them anywhere else before. So I don't know what else to tell you. If somebody constantly says when I give a story, especially like the Brandon and Serene story yesterday, when I report that story and they're like, well, you were wrong about Jenna. They say, okay, if somebody's giving the, well, you were wrong about Jenna response to anything that I report, well, that person's never going to like anything that I report. They clearly have it in their head. Well, you were wrong about Jenna, which was five years ago, by the way. Five years ago, you're bringing something up that happened five years ago because you have nothing to bring up since then. Because everything that I've reported, I said, I'm going to do a better job. And I believe I have done a better job as evidenced by all these things that I just reeled off for you. So to say, oh, you, you know, but you were wrong about Jenna. It's like, okay, <laughs> someone like that, don't even, you lose all credibility because one, you're not acknowledging how I corrected myself from the Jenna story and absolutely did a 180 on it. And two, you're not mentioning anything good that I've done since then. You're literally going back five years and pulling one instance. And yes, there were times before that, the Ari expose, a lot of which was true. The, jo the Jordan expose, a lot of which was true. But it's just stuff that I'm not going to do as the middle person anymore. Those stories were all stories that relate to me, and I just relayed them out without using any sort of evidence other than things that were told to me. And it doesn't work that way anymore. So I thought I handled everything with Serene and Brandon as well as I could. 
because that's factually what happened. They were not broken up on May 5th. He was with another woman. I even said last week when I said the video, I said, look, this isn't some major expose. This isn't some major exclusive. This is a story that's already happened. I said that. I said, what I have is a video that brings some context to something that nobody knows about, which was Brandon did that while he was still an engaged man to Serene. Period. End of story. Ask around. Yes, I reached out to Serene. She did not respond. There is a way to find out more about what was going on at that time without getting it directly from Serene, which I didn't. So just keep that in mind because it was really shocking to do one week of work and vetting and talking to sources about the situation, report it yesterday, and then be basically told this is nothing. And it just it goes to show once again You can't report anything negative on somebody in this franchise that is somewhat liked. And I think Brandon was liked in this franchise. He's allowed to be liked. But it's so funny how when it's somebody that's liked, you immediately have to run to something to prove that it's wrong or not true. I'm sorry, people. Most of these people in this franchise aren't the greatest humans. And most of them screw up. Well, why would he possibly go to a bar and be seen in a public place if he was an engaged man. I don't know. You're going to have to ask him, but he did it. I've seen, (laughs) I've seen things 10 times worse in this franchise and heard things 10 times worse in this franchise than what Brandon did in terms of what he was seen doing in public. I've heard way worse, but that was the story that I wanted to get to you. And, you know, we'll deal with, Um, I I don't think either of them have said anything since yesterday. I think that speaks volumes because look, if I report something wrong about somebody in this franchise, anytime I have in the past, haven't they immediately come out and basically called me out publicly? Have you heard anything in the last 24 hours? I sure haven't. You know why? Because the story's true. So just wanted to make that very, very clear because I guess the way I worded it was a little ambiguous, but when I was saying what I said in that last sentence about I don't think it's hard to figure out what happened here, I I thought I was saying, guys, they were a couple and this is what led to the Monday announcement without saying it just like I said it. So my apologies for that, but just know they were a couple heading into that weekend, and they weren't by Monday, May 8th. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than a life policy. It's about the promise and the responsibility that comes with being a new parent, being there day and night, and building a plan for tomorrow, today. For the ones you'll always look out for, trust Amica Life Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. When it comes to teaching kids and teens about money, practice makes perfect. That's where Greenlight comes in. With a debit card and money app of their own, 
Kids learn to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest. Parents send instant money transfers, create custom chores, and automate allowance, while kids track their spending, set savings goals, and practice money skills they can use today and for life. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com slash podcast. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Yesterday, also in the podcast, I talked about the whole thing that Morgan Willette had put on her Instagram story where she gave the Instagram screen name of somebody who sent her a rude message, and I read you that rude message. Yesterday, after I recorded, Caitlin Bristow had pretty much done the same exact thing. You know, Caitlin had posted something where she was just posting a picture of herself, a selfie, and it said, the soothing sounds of New York City. And it was just a picture of her. And then someone... This was this was a couple years ago, but she still has it because it says October 22nd, 2021. The person responded to her video by just saying, you're so ugly. Your face is plastic. Don't go near a fire. That message was sent from Elizabeth underscore two five zero three five. Actually, let me pull that up right now. Let me see if uh, Elizabeth uh, zero. Elizabeth underscore two five zero three five. Nope, no longer a person. Good. They probably canceled it yesterday because that's why I totally I'm I'm in agreement for anybody who gets trolled and posts the screen name of the person that trolled them. Because how else is this person going to stop doing it? If you just say, oh, I got bullied, look at what they wrote, and don't leave their screen name, okay. It sucks that it happened, but that person's going to keep doing it because we don't know who they are. And other people can't tell them, hey, why don't you check yourself? What makes someone, what makes someone write to somebody on Instagram that they see and they follow on their stories and tell them you're ugly? Your face is so plastic, don't get near a fire. How shitty of a human being do you have to be to send that to somebody? It's just, I love that Caitlin did that. I love that person got called out. And I love the fact when I just did a search of their screen name, they are no longer on Instagram. Sweet. Keep it coming. Um, a couple things. Uh, one, one thing in regards to my... Um, I talked yesterday about losing my sandals at, at Mandalay Bay when I went into the Lazy River. That lasted all of one day. No, nobody called me and said, hey, are these your sandals? I have them because why would anybody even know those were my sandals? No, 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 no. I came home and went on Amazon.com yesterday and just bought new sandals of the ones that I had before, the Olukais. Might be the most comfortable sandals I've ever worn. And... I wasn't just going to buy uh, a different pair to replace them. I wanted the same exact ones. So got those yesterday, you know, same day order from Amazon. 
I went on at like 10 a.m. and they arrived at 8 p.m. And I love my Olukais. So, yeah, those were the ones that were stolen. And now I'm happy I've got those back. Very happy. All right, let's talk about the Vanderpump Rules reunion show last night. It was all about Raquel and Tom. And everybody knows that affair was sickening. To do that to your best friend is absolutely wrong. I have no problem with James calling them both a poopy face (laughs) and poopy heads. That's more funny to me. But I think the incessant name-calling of them, it went a little overboard. Look, I'm not saying Ariana can't be mad at Raquel. She absolutely can be, and she absolutely should never deal with her the rest of her life. I understand the betrayal that she felt. But to constantly call her names, I think she could have taken a higher road. That's all. She can be upset at her, and she can never speak to her again and think that she is the scum of the earth for what she did, which was a really shitty thing to do. Absolutely. But did she need to constantly call her a whore? Did she need to constantly call her names? I just thought it was a bit much. And I understand this is television. This is the reunion show. This is the first time since an off-camera conversation that they had once she found out about the affair. This is the first time they've been on camera together to talk about it. So, of course, Ariana was going to be worked up. I just thought the overabundance of name-calling was a bit much, especially when they were nasty names. James was funny, just with his poopy stuff. (laughs) That guy kills me. Um, And Lala, too. Like, I didn't appreciate how Lala, you know, chimed in and just was dumping all all over her and, and, and the name. It just was it was too much. It didn't need to go that way. Now, on the flip side, Raquel sitting there for that whole time and never shedding a tear, I don't think it was, wow, she's really controlling herself and handling herself well. I just thought that was bizarre, almost sociopathic, to not shed a tear once. And then six days later, in the last 10 minutes of the show, when we see that extra interview that she did and sat down with Andy where she basically admitted, yeah, I lied out there. I lied about our timeline. There were other times. I was sleeping with him in August back at Sheena and Brock's wedding. (laughs) It's like, yeah, that would have been nice to know. I mean, I, I, the way it was going for her on set and being called every name in the book, I guess that's probably why she didn't want to chime in and be like, yeah, it was happening a lot more often than you guys thought it was because then there might've been chairs thrown at her face. I don't know. I'm not saying that Ariana and Lala and James didn't have a reason, and Katie as well, did not have a reason to be upset with Ariana, uh, with Raquel and never speak to her again. I'm totally for that. They should never speak to her again. Never enter her back into the friend group. She probably won't be. We don't even know if she's going to be on next season. That starts filming in a few weeks. But they didn't need to just continuously go after her with name-calling. It was a bit much. You didn't need to go there. But um, their feelings towards her absolutely are warranted. Same with feelings towards Sandoval. On the Watch What Happens Live afterwards when Andy had the poll of who seemed more remorseful, I was in total agreement with the audience. 
I think Raquel seemed if, – if you're comparing Raquel and Sandoval, she absolutely seems more remorseful for what she did. Um, I don't believe for a second – I mean, this was filmed at the end of March. We're at the beginning of June right now. I, I don't know if anybody really knows their relationship right now, what's going on, but – you know, both saying that they were in love with each other, that was a joke. That was laughable, and Ariana had every right to laugh at that. Nobody really buys that. Nobody really buys that these two are, are endgame together. No chance in hell. This guy's a fuckboy. He's going to screw around on her. If, he, if, it, if it isn't over already, which we've heard reports that it is, but I think, you know, you know I'm watching this whole reunion show, I'm like, geez, we just watched the whole hour. They just ended it. Where's the revelation? And then they tease, oh, by the way, here's an extra segment we filmed with Raquel six days afterwards. And, yeah, she opened up about everything, you know, more things that happened. And it's like, oh, okay, no wonder. And so now any thought that I had that Raquel could possibly work her way back into Ariana's life, no chance. This is this is unrepairable. And if she doesn't have any friends like Lala and Ariana say she doesn't, I don't know what she does on the show next year. What's the point of even having her on the show? It doesn't seem like anybody wants to talk to her. The only reason she would be on the show next year is if her and Sandoval are still in any sort of relationship once the show begins, because that's really the only person she can film with. Right. Doesn't seem like she has any other friends. So unless they're still together and hooking up and sleeping together, I don't see what the point of having her on next season is, at least as a regular, um, not, not contestant, but a regular on the show. Maybe she shows up in episodes here and there and has a conversation with, with Sandoval or they, make, or they make sure she shows up at an event that the other women don't even think she'd be a part of just so there could be drama. Maybe something like that happens, but... Um, I really thought overall it was a bit over excessive the way they went after her. Tom Sandoval continues to be one giant D bag. His comment about when Andy asked him, have you slept with anybody since you slept with Rick with Raquel? And he said, no. And Ariana chimed in. Well, yes, he did. He slept with me. And then he said, yeah, she kept her T-shirt on. It was really hot, like being totally sarcastic. What an absolute dick. What a, what a shitty thing to say to somebody that you were with for nine years who you, I, I get, seemed like minutes later was bawling his eyes out over and saying she deserves the world. Then why even throw that stupid-ass comment in? And by the way, a girl with a T-shirt on and nothing else is hot. So, Tom, you better check yourself because how do you not like that look? I, I just what an what an absolute ass. This guy seemingly doesn't have any friends. Did I read a headline yesterday that Schwartz says he hasn't spoken to Sandoval in like a month? Did I read that yesterday too? Holy crap! I mean, Sandoval's got to be part of the show, right? Next season, who's going to talk to him? Who's he going to interact with on the show? I guess him and Schwartz can make up, but I don't know. We obviously know there's going to be a season 11. All those people are going to be back, you'd think. But 
man, Tom just... He couldn't have come across worse in these three reunion shows if he tried. Just not a good human. Not a good guy. Not a guy that understands even what he did wrong, I don't think. You know? And then what the hell is this next week with Secrets Revealed next Wednesday, Vanderpump Rules? We have another episode. I know it's not a reunion, but we're going to hear things that I guess never aired during the season like more already. Can we just, can we just be done? And these three reunion shows are like, okay, that's it. Give us a break. We're going to start picking up filming season 11 in a few weeks, according to production. And then it'll start airing. I don't know when it airs October, November. I don't know, but my gosh, I'm, I, I've literally seen four episodes in my life of Vanderpump rules, the finale and these three reunion shows. And I need a break. Not of James. I can, I, <laughs> I can watch him make his snide-ass comments here and there and call everyone a poopy head. Um, <laughs> but, man, uh, it just... Can we, we, can, we, can we just get a Vanderpump break? Can we? Just give us a few weeks with just no stories, and then we'll be refreshed and ready to go uh, for season 11. Anyway, thank you all for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Please subscribe and Apple Podcasts, the best way you can support this podcast. Coming up in an hour from now will be the Sports Daily. Coming up in two hours is podcast number, what is it, 342? Is it 342? Um, yes, 342 with Temptation Island host Mark Wahlberg as Temptation Island begins next Wednesday on USA he gives us a little preview of what to expect this season. Mark has been on at the beginning of every season for the five seasons Temptation Island has come back into our lives. He's absolutely great. One of the best reality show hosts on television. Does a great job. Another great interview with him. So introspective on how he views this show and views these couples. That'll be up in a couple hours, so come back uh, for that. Thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you! Hey, parents, Greenlight is here to take one big thing off your to-do list, teaching your kids about money. With a Greenlight debit card and money app of their own, kids and teens learn to earn, save, and invest. You can send money instantly, set flexible controls, and get real-time notifications of your kids' money activity. Set up chores and put allowance on autopilot to reward them for their hard work. Then learn about the world of money together. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com podcast. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.